Hello, everyone. This is Alex Anthony Bellotta's favorite Bellottophile wishing you a very Merry Christmas and letting you know we'll be back next week with the second part of our interview with David Winston. But this week, it's Christmas. Yay! So we have a little treat for you today. Enjoy. He's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bolotified, the one and only podcast about event entertainment and engagement. It's Christmas. I'm Anthony <laughs> Bolotta, and I'm here every week with my cohort in crime, Alex Sepostalides. Hello, ho, 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 ho. And, and, and now I want to be referred to as your little elf. Oh, I I'm your Christmas that. elf. Oh, I need an elf today. I feel whiny. I'm not in Christmas mood. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Uh, I am throwing Christmas love and Christmas spirit. Thank you. And it's all coming your way. You should be feeling like you're being hit in the face, but in a good way. Yes, thank you. Well, (laughs) I'm going to try. I'm going to try to turn around. It's been sort of a hard morning and... Yesterday was a long day, and I'm going to try to just push it all out of my mind and focus on what's beautiful. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. And uh, started my shopping, which is a good thing since Christmas is in what? uh, From today, it's what? It's actually 10 days. Yeah. So we're already into the 10 days of Christmas, into the 12 days, right? Nine days. Nine days. So uh, I did start some of my Christmas shopping and I wasn't really in the mood this year. And I'm not still. So I've been forcing myself to sort of get it done, if you will. But you're in the mood. I can tell by that big old smile on your face. Well, yes, I'm in the throes because I am woefully behind because we, you know, gratefully, joyfully, right. blessed, been so busy. So I was up till three in the morning wrapping. Ooh. I'm done shopping. I just, well, I have one more thing and it might have to be an IOU because it's part of a little package. So I have to try to get to this one little play. I can't say. Just oh, you don't, don't even bother. Don't worry but, about it. You don't need to add that to my, don't even worry about that. Don't, don't. I'm <laughs> sure whatever is, you got me so far is fine. <laughs> you, oh, but thank you for reminding me because those are the presents I didn't wrap yet. I fear I thought I was done. And it's the office <laughs> ones that I haven't wrapped. I've got it. So thank you um, for reminding me because they're in a different part. They weren't in my closet. But yeah, oh, I was up till see, three. You, you're welcome, I'm, thank, thank you. Sandra, you're, you're, all, you're welcome. You were up till yeah. three in the morning. Three in the morning wrapping, watching my favorite Christmas movies. Well, how can you wrap and watch Christmas movies at the same time? Doesn't the wrapping get in the way of the Christmas? Movies? I'm a pro. I'm a pro. No. Okay. So no. what were you what what movie was on? 
So, well, my very favorite, but I like to watch this with my daughter. And this is the first year we haven't watched it yet. We started it, but we were both really tired, which is a Muppet Christmas Carol. But my, my little favorites are the Santa Claus movie. So I watched one and two and I wanted to stay up and watch three. I've seen them a bazillion times. Um, but it was three in the morning and I'm like, yeah, I, I, and I had just finished and gotten everything under the tree and cleaned up. So I figured I should probably be responsible and either go to bed or stay up all night. But tonight I have to either clean the house or make the spanakopita. So I figured I should probably get some sleep. You're, you have something to do every single night now until the holiday actually arrives. Yeah. And probably to maybe not tonight, tomorrow night, I'll start my list. So, you know, type a, I will write out my to-do list for every single day and they will get taped to my kitchen on my cabinets. And then on Christmas day, it's a timeline. And I did this before I started working for you, by the way. Um, so I will write my timeline, you know, we'll open presents, Bob, we'll have breakfast at one o'clock. This crock pot gets turned on that crock pot gets turned on the oven gets preheated to actually bake the spot. You know, it's all laid out. Click, click. And I check everything off. So, yeah, so I've got a lot of, I haven't shopped for food at all. I don't have my Christmas ham. It's normally bought by now. Are you concerned you won't get a ham? I'm probably not going to get the one I want. I, I, I'm a big fan of the Trader Joe's because they're nitrite, nitrate free, and they're super good. And I'm probably not going to get it. They're probably out. So I might oh. have to go. I know. But you know what it is, what it is. I'm the, the only one that probably really cares about it. So you don't like the honey baked hams? Okay, but the I, I love the one from Trader Joe's because it's just it doesn't have that over salty ugh, feeling taste. See, I'm not a I'm not a huge ham fan. Me either. Only that's why I like theirs. Because you okay, it's the texture for me. It feels mealy to me. Ham. I don't. I don't. It's the texture. Not if it's a yeah. See if it's a good ham, it doesn't. Hmm. And I'm just not, I don't have the time or the energy or the space to, plus I didn't order it. I always order when I do a turkey, I order and it's, you know, it's cage, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a free yeah. roaming. It's all, it's like vegetarian. It's I mean, it's good. And then I brine it for 24 hours. I make my own brine and it's just, it's a process and I have to pull out the electric roaster and, and so that's not going to happen. So but I've also got to go get my chestnuts and all those things. There's oh a lot to do. Yes. Is there anything that you can do with your cousin when she comes in next week? Yes. I'm going to make, I'm going to save the baking, the kularakya. Mm -hmm. That's right. I'm going to save that. that. So kulurakya, whatever the, the, say that again. Kularakya. 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 Yeah. Kularakya. Kularakya. Believe it or not, folks, it's a cookie. It is a cookie. It's a, it doesn't oh, it's sound a, at all like a cookie, but it's, it's a, a cookie. cookie. It's a cookie. It's a good cookie. So, and I was going to try and make baklava, but I didn't get my butt and gear in time and order crushed pistachios. And it, I tried crushing them once myself and it was, it didn't work because they're, they're hard to crush. I had no idea why. They're very, very hard. So I'm going to just, you know, they're, yes, they're, they're, 
They're a difficult nut to crack. To crush. <laughs> you didn't say crack. I know. Because I assume they're already cracked before you crush them. No, yes. You I, you can yeah. get them, you know, shelled. But I tried and I literally had a rolling pin that because that's what you do with the walnuts. If you bake it that way, that didn't work. You can't really use those kind of nuts in unless you have a special blade in my um Cuisinart or my, your, not my Cuisinart, the, 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 well, the one that I have that is really good. I just, the name is out of my head cause I'm tired cause it'll ruin the blade. So then I literally took a brick and was yeah. doing, you know, but that didn't even work. So you got to buy them pre, pre-crushed wow. and a mallet wouldn't work. Nothing. I had a hammer. It wasn't working. What was happening to the, to the nuts? They were just barely crushing. And so, you, you know, and they have to be crushed in order to be Good, because right. then they really soak in all that delicious honey syrupy stuff. Oh. I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe after, maybe after Christmas, I'll make it. Maybe, or maybe you'll just be ready to move into 2022 and next year. It'll happen next year. Or maybe I'll make it for New Year's. Who knows? Oh, okay. Who knows? Well, you know, it's good to to have uh, that kind of uh, freedom and flexibility in your life. You don't have to plan every moment. You've got enough going on anyway. I do. I have a lot going on. So when you mentioned movies, I looked up the 65 best Christmas movies of all time. Actually, I believe it is. uh, Yeah, 65. And it's from Rotten Tomatoes. They did. uh, They did a poll and. I was looking for the Santa Claus movies because you mentioned them and you like them. Uh, and I still haven't seen them here on this list of the 65 best movies, Christmas movies of all time. Uh, the Santa Claus. Is These are the Tim not, Allen one. Right. So. This, so I just found the Santa Claus, which was the original mm-hmm. Tim Allen movie mm-hmm. uh, from 1994. And mm-hmm. that's number 46 out of 65. Uh, there are some that I had never even heard of, like one called Happy Christmas from 2014 with Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I heard I've seen it. And Lena, Lena Dunham was in that. I didn't see it. You saw that one. How about Merry mm-hmm. Christmas? You have to tell me who's in it. I know. That's how I'm going to know. Uh, I don't know if you'll know these Diane Kruger, Benno Furman. Uh, and Gary Lewis. It was directed by Christian Carrion. You know, here's one of those things, especially if there are any kind of hallmarky or associated. Once I see the cover, you know, that kind of cover art, then I know if I've seen it because I don't know if you know this about me. I like Christmas. So I watch every sappy Christmas movie out there. I did turn one off last night. I'm like, let's try this one. And I got five minutes in and went, no, no, it's that this too bad. I can't, I can't let's go back to a favorite. Was it an old Hallmark or a new Hallmark? Uh, it was a new Hallmark and it was, but you know, it, yeah. I mean, so much sap that was it just, a- honestly, I hate to say this because I don't like to say this about another artist, but the acting was woefully bad and i got oh. about five and usually i can get past that because it's christmas i went no i can't on this one let's just go because i usually watch white christmas when i'm rapping oh presents. that's such a beautiful movie 
Now, isn't there a new movie called Chris? Or no, yeah, there's a new movie with a, D'Angelo was telling me, with a Hallmark movie with a character named Chris Massey. Yes, I saw that. It Because it's with, the, what's her name? I really like it. Sabrina. Oh, D'Angelo, you'll know her name. Short blonde. It was cute. I really liked it. Because it also. Melissa no, Joan Hart. Yes. And then the, um, and it was with Ed Begley Jr. And then the mom is famous Broadway actress. Okay, D'Angelo, I need your magic powers right now. Got to help out. Oh, dear Chris. Oh, yeah. The one, that's right. The one that, that one, she's a podcast host. So it's really cute. I enjoyed it. And it's sappy. But it's it's good sappy. Wait, isn't he, What is what is his character, Chris Massey? Isn't he? too good to be true or something like that. He he's a doctor or something or no, he's a, he does everything he and does he's everything. an artist okay. and you know, he's everywhere. He's like volunteers on the fire department. And then you see him singing and playing and he has this beautiful voice. And then you see him helping people put up their Christmas lights. And yeah, he blows these beautiful glass hearts, these gorgeous red glass hearts, which were designed to help first responders. And so, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, you know, um, in fact, Mr. Chris Massey, if you're out there and you're real, I'm single. Well, I think that's the problem. (laughs) There's no real Chris Massey out there. Oh, no. See, you know what? There is Faith Prince. Yes. Thank you, D. Faith Prince was the mom. And of course, she's just love her. The only thing I was disappointed in, and she didn't sing. I like it when they find a way to have her sing. I don't care what she's doing. They have to find a way to have her sing. She's such a gorgeous voice. Faith Prince? Yes. You would call that gorgeous? I mean, not it's a great voice, but I would call it a character voice. Yeah, but it's just, okay, maybe character's right. I, I like it. But I've heard her sing um, ballady stuff, and it's beautiful. Hmm. Yeah, in fact, she played the mom on a TV show that I used to like. And she and the she and the girl, the woman who played her daughter just were singing together. And it was, it made me weep. Hmm. Well, you weep at everything. You do. <laughs> Such a mush pot. I know. I do. But here's the thing. I won't weep in front of people. I weep by myself all the time, but I don't generally cry in front of people. Oh, why? Why not? just the level of vulnerability that I'm not that comfortable with. You have to really be able to get inside for me to feel comfortable. The only person, honestly, there's two people in my life. I always, always felt comfortable crying in front of my father and my daughter. Those are the Mm. really the only two people that it can freely come out. Your moment of sap. You're welcome. I'm, I'm thinking. (laughs) well now you can make me weep you can do it you can you can do something and you've made me cry before but you'll see I'm always holding it back right you you don't see me you've done in in a in a beautiful way listeners (laughs) I mean though if if you're making me cry and it's not a beautiful way I'm doing that on my own but no kidding you know you've done or said things that have been lovely that have teared me up, but I will always hold it back. I'm going to have to try harder then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have to try harder. That's all there is. Oh, okay. So you said you, you've been watching the Muppet Christmas movie since it first 
appeared in 1992? Yeah, well, so I think the first time I saw it was 1990, was the Christmas of 93. And I was spending Christmas back in Rhode Island and sitting alone in my cousin's basement late at night watching that. And, and I was going through a real difficult time. So man, those tears just <laughs> would not stop, would not stop, but it is my, I'm going to say it is my favorite. I never get tired of seeing it. Really? Yeah. Can watch it over and over. And I sometimes will watch it back to back. Was there never a sequel? The Muppet Christmas Carol? No. I don't think there was, was there? Mm-mm. No. And the really bummer part about it is that when you watch it now, it's hard to find the original, the uncut, because there's this scene. Um, it's a, mu- a musical number where, you know, the ghost of Christmas past takes Scrooge back and it's where the love of his life says no more. And she leaves and she sings this beautiful song, which by the way, Illy kills it and makes me cry when she sings it. <clears throat> and you see Michael Caine, it's brilliant acting. It's one of my favorite movies that he does because he's just, I can't describe it if you've never seen it. And in that scene, when he's watching her, um, it was too, oh, what are you saying there, D'Angelo? It was too sad for children, so they cut it out. Okay, good. They'll be reissuing it next year. Yeah, I, I just did this movie as a recap on my podcast. And we talked about, because it came out in 1992, and it was buried mm-hmm. by Home Alone Part 2 that year that was released in the same year. And then the next year it did amazingly well in VHS because people really glommed onto it. But there was a, that scene that you're talking about was too, that they felt it was too sad for children. So they have cut it out. But next year when they reissued the 20th anniversary, they're planning on doing a huge Muppet push again, but they're going to put the scene back in. Good. Good. Illy will like that. And I will like it. She had a great, brilliant idea. She said, let's do this mom. Let's watch it right where that scene's supposed to have it happen, pause it, look it up on YouTube, play it, and then replay once it's over. I'm like, okay, well, we could do that. It's a good idea. <laughs> My very smart kid. What about Home Alone? Is that a movie that you enjoy watching over and over again? Or, or no, is... once was enough. Really? Yeah. So I, what is it? Yeah, go ahead. It's a mom thing. I, I and as much as I love um, all, the, all the, yeah, God, she's brilliant. It just, no, it's a mom thing. And this was even before I had a kid. So it's it doesn't ring true, is what I hear you saying. It doesn't that- ring true, but it also makes me nervous. <laughs> I like it. It's okay. I mean, I if you wanted to say, hey, let's watch it's like, oh, okay, let's watch it. But I it's not a it's not one I go to. Hmm. It's a, it's one of it's one of D'Angelo's favorites, probably his favorite of all time. It's one that I enjoy a lot because I think the antics for me don't ever get old. Uh, and Joe Pesci and, and Daniel Stern will, you know, they just don't get old. It's just, it's still funny to watch them for yeah. some reason. Uh, and it's, now there's, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was saying it's just one of those movies I think you need to watch with somebody. Oh, I don't Not know. Not a movie I enjoy watching alone. Hmm. You have to watch Home Alone together. Okay. Well, that makes sense, I guess. Uh, have you seen the new commercial with Kevin Hart and Catherine O'Hara, where she is in a retail store screaming, Kevin! <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure it'll play a few more times before before the holiday actually 
is upon us. You you should look for it. It's a total riff on on the movie Home Alone. Okay, I will like that. I will like that. So, what about some of the older movies? You mentioned uh, you mentioned White Christmas, which yeah. uh, which was I think in fifty five or fifty six that was made. That is the quintessential Christmas movie for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. for you as well. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I have to say anything with Danny Kaye in it. I loved that man so much that when he died, my dad called me and told me to sit down. No, really. Yeah, he knew I'd be really upset. He knew I'd cry. He's just brilliant. And that is a movie I can watch over and over and over and over again. And I haven't watched it yet this season. I need to do. I almost watched it last night. <clears throat> it's number 41 on the list, which kind of surprises me. I think it's 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 not being appreciated for its its value. I mean, the the sheer talent in that movie, it's unbelievable. Those dance numbers are insane. Mm-hmm. By the way, have you seen West Side Story yet? It opened. No, I know I haven't seen it yet. No, we haven't either. It it's, seems to be holding up pretty well to the reviews. I don't want to go see it. I don't want to see it alone. So. Well, that's one. Has Illy ever seen that show? Is she familiar with the movie? She's familiar with it. I don't know if she's seen it. I'll have to ask her because I think she would really like it. it. It's, it's, you know, it's really not Christmas fair. It's really not. No, I won't watch it now. I I'll watch it after. Right. Uh, it's an entertaining movie. Uh, you know, script play show screenplay, but it's heavy. Yeah. And it ends in a very heavy way. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting that they decided to release it around Christmas time. I assume it's because they, you know, they want to drive audiences there and they see the biggest, uh, the biggest leap into the box office around this time. Plus, you know, you're still in time for the award season. I'm assuming that's why, because really it's not the kind of movie. It's not like going to see dream girls on Christmas day. See, this is something I can't wrap my head around. I know there are people out there that do it and love it. And that's their, and I have friends that that's their tradition. I can't see go spending Christmas day in a movie theater. It just, I don't know. I don't, it's not in my ken. It's not my purview. I don't know. I don't understand it. It's too Hmm. foreign to me. See, for me, Christmas day is kind of uh, anticlimactic because you sit around (laughs) and watch TV or uh, eat or it's, I don't like that. I'm not good at just sitting around with very little to do. I get antsy and anxious. And uh, so by Christmas day, I'm kind of done with all the sitting around and schmoozing with people. This year we're going out to dinner for Christmas. Nice. So I'm, uh, we're making our, our traditional sojourn down to, down to South Florida as we do every Christmas so that I can spend it with my family. And D'Angelo will then hop over to uh, Ohio and spend the actual holiday with his family. My family is going uh, to a restaurant. And this is the first time that my family is going to a restaurant for Christmas in my lifetime. I'm really kind of amazed that my parents have agreed to go to a restaurant. But, you know, they're also very 90 and I'm sure just don't want to last Christmas. Very 90. They're very 90 last Christmas. 
my father was it was the Christmas after his stroke, right? His first Christmas after his stroke, because in 2019, he was still suffering, right? So he insisted last year on having a party at the house. And we couldn't talk him out of it. And I think it just drained him so much by the end of the evening, he was so tired that he realized, I can't do this anymore. Because he was not taking no for an answer. We tried so hard to say, you don't need to do this, Pop. You don't, you don't have to make the sausage. You don't have to have people over. We'll do something else. Nope. Nope. No, no, no. You know, he wanted to do it until it got to the point where he no longer wants to do it. Right. You can't quit because you think you probably don't want to do it. Right. You have to know you don't want to do it. Otherwise, right. you're going to regret not doing it. And, and my father is not the kind of guy who quits because he thinks he can't do it. I like your dad. Yeah. Strong like bull. Yes, that's right. Strong like bull. Strong like bull. Yeah. So he is making the sausage. He's made it already for the, this year. And it's a very famous Frank Bellotta Italian Christmas sausage that he makes. Uh, so famous, in fact, that when I was a kid, uh, you know, we lit, we, I was raised in North Miami beach and for anybody who knows North Miami beach, it's a, it's a town of Jews. I was probably when I was growing up, probably the only Italian in the hood. Wait, there was Joyce Romano. She lived a few blocks away, but otherwise they were the, all my friends were Jewish. And the joke at Christmas time was my father would make this Frank's Italian sausage. He'd make it every year. And all the Jews would come for Christmas Eve and eat Frank's sausage, which is a pork sausage. Mm -hmm. So we'd have, you know, fun uh, <laughs> joking with our Jewish friends who'd be eating my father's pork sausage on Christmas. And uh, nobody's any worse for the wear. No. I should say. Because it's and made with love. So once you make it with love, it becomes kosher. It is. It's, it, that's right. That's right. And it's made with Italian sweat. And once Italian <laughs> sweat gets into your food. Yeah. It's blessed. It's blessed. Hey, that's the true holy water. Exactly. And it's, it's perfectly healthy because there's so much garlic in it that, you know, you're fine. I think you need to, <laughs> when you're there, you need to pack some in dry ice and ship it to me. So I'm hoping to do that this year. It really kind of depends on how much he's made and how much he's willing to part with because I just, you know, now before, before when I say before I'm talking five, six, seven years ago, he would try to wrap the sausage, put some ice packs in with the sausage, put it in a little, uh, you know, what do they call those cooler. little coolers with a styrofoam cooler mm -hmm put it in a box and I would actually bring it on the plane. That's harder to do because the ice can't really go on the plane anymore. Right. So it's harder to do that. But I did find that now it's easier to actually send things through the mail in containers and coolers. And we've actually gotten, my friend Scott sent me a cake for my birthday from a company called gold belly that I had not heard of. And uh, it was sent in a, in a cooler, basically in a box to us through the mail. So 
there is now a way. Long story short, there is now a way. So maybe, 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 maybe I'll get some sausage to bring back and share with Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I say to them, Alex would really like to taste your sausage, they would do that. They like me, right? They like you. Yes, 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 yes. yes. They like Yay. you. So that is very, very possible. Very Yay. possible. Yay. So, you know, what's interesting this year is there's, there, there isn't a lot of activity around Christmas, it seems, this year. Uh, and I'm not talking about house parties. I'm talking about uh, events and, and, and places where you can go, like, you know, Santa's Village or, uh, you know, the, the Lighted Village. Or, there, I don't see any of that this there's, year. They're around. Yep. They are? There's a place up in Pine Valley, which I really want to go to, but I'm not going to be able to, unfortunately, maybe after Christmas, but um, no. And there's all the different places like, you know, Christmas card lane, all of that candy cane lane. There's another place I just heard of. I don't know if it's in Santee that I'm going to try and take my cousin to. So they're, they're around. You just have to search a little bit for them. And what you're talking about are like blocks that have actually mm-hmm. uh, turned and then blocks. there's Yeah. And then there's this place up in Pine Valley where it does um, hay rides and all of that. And where is Pine Valley? There's uh, thirty you, you years. Go past, no idea where go Pine Valley is. Past Alpine. Oh, that's why. <laughs> so for for those of you who are away that don't know San Diego, Alpine is an easy forty minutes drive east of San Diego, and uh, it's it's so far away. It's a it's they twenty. Di- they, from you, they, it's twenty five minutes. It's they not have different minutes. weather. It's that far okay. away. We do have different weather up there. Yes. It's totally different. It's freezing about this time. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's, there's not a lot out there. So we don't, oh, we don't go to Alpine very often because there's very little to do there. You have history in Alpine because. Raised there. You were raised there. Right. So how far is Pine Valley? From about 15, 20 minutes past. East, continuing yeah. east. Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, maybe. Are you going to make it out there? I don't think so. I, I, I don't know that it's something my cousin could do. I have to see if she is it a walk. I don't know much about this particular. I've never been there, so I have to see. But hayride, that sounds fun. Yeah, exactly. You might meet somebody on a hayride. Hey, you never know. Maybe I'll meet Chris Massey. Maybe he'll be on the sitting on a on a on a bale of hay waiting for you. D'Angelo's giving us a signal here. Yeah. Our boss oh, man it looks t- like yeah. we have somebody in the waiting room yes, for us. Yes, we do. Okay. Well, we thought that it would be fun to talk to our Homestart CEO today uh, because we just had a party for Homestart and we did the toy drive yesterday. We would love to hear how that went. Uh, Homestart gave away uh, hundreds and hundreds of toys as part of the annual toy drive. And Laura's just joining us. Hi. Hi. Happy so, holidays. Happy holidays. Laura Tancredi Base, the CEO of Homestart. Did I get that right? I'm sorry. I couldn't hear the last part of what you said. Let me get this. I said your name. And then yes. I said the CEO of Homestart. And then yes. I asked you if I got your name right. You did. Great. Tancredi and Basie like Count Basie. Tancredi Basie. Basie. Credit Basie. So, was it yesterday? Did they oh, did it huh. line up ready for presents? It was 
an amazing day. Really, really was. We uh, partnered again with the Malcolm X Library, which is really close to our offices at the Jacobs Center. And uh, we had our Senator Pro Tem, Tony Atkins, waiting for us uh, in the parking lot. Wow. A huge amount of toys. Wow. Um, a whole bunch of toys that she personally went out and and got. Oh, wow. So, That's awesome. It was just a magical day. You know, it, it always is. But, you know, she really has a heart for what we do. I've known her for many years. Yes. She was a staff member for Chris Kehoe as a council uh-huh. person. That was quite a few years ago. A she, was long just, time ago. she was just a child at the time, as was I. But um, so she she has so much heart for us. And, and she used to be on an advisory board that Homestart had, I think, about 20 years ago, a little before my time. So she gets who we are. And she shared with a couple of folks who were having a conversation that she grew up in a family that really struggled. And so she understands families that face poverty and how it impacts children and so she really wants to be a part of the solution for us. So uh, lots and lots, I don't even know, I couldn't count. There's a whole bunch of them that she personally brought. And then um, one, of our, one of the young women who's lived in our housing program was there. And uh, we, of course, ask everybody their comfort level, if she was comfortable coming around with us uh, shopping. And we assign a personal shopper to every one of our clients that comes for the day. And was she comfortable with Senator Atkins and myself that we'd be taking some photographs? And she said, oh, of course, yeah. And so I was able, and Senator Atkins had been, I think, a city council person when we cut the ribbon for that housing program. Mm-hmm. So that, that was the connection. So mm-hmm. she's a mom that's been with us almost three years. And her daughter is about two and a half. So she was our first, she, she said she got there a little early. She wanted to make sure that you know, she had her time. So um, it was just a beautiful moment uh, to be together and for her to choose things for her daughter and, you know, that would be meaningful for her. And uh, the Senator was just very warm and gracious. And so that, that sort of kicked off the day. And then she kept staying and we, I know how busy she is. She kept staying and she then she helped with the gift in, in the gift wrapping section and and um I got to chat with her a little bit about some of the housing funding that we're looking at. And so I got a phone call from one of her staffers today following up. So that just kicked off the day and it felt like everybody was in such great spirits. We had so many volunteers, uh, some of them returning volunteers. And so these are these are clients that we work with in some one of our programs. So they each have a little personal um, certificate that they bring that has the name and age of their children. And so they get to walk around and, and shop for the gifts for their children. Santa Claus came. Thank you very much. I think you have a special connection with Santa. Wait, so, wait, Santa wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I was hoping Santa would show up. He, but, he had some, uh, some unreliable transportation issues. I know the sleigh, the sleigh was acting up a little bit, he told us. So he wound up having to um, Uber or Lyft over at some point. Because <laughs> the, the, the sleigh was having oh some challenges. So, but Santa was there. He, he was not going to miss it, which was pretty oh amazing. Gosh, that is so great. Thank you. Thank you, Alex, <laughs> for making that happen and getting him there. And all I want to say is I hope he didn't show up 
in a beaten out old Honda because I saw Santa driving one of those in the Target <laughs> parking lot on Saturday. And I thought that is just wrong. <laughs> I did not see the vehicle. He, I, I just saw him walking up to the front of the That's library. Perfect. And I went, perfect. Santa's here. And then he, he shared his challenge, but oh, made it. Great. Nothing stopped him now. So no, he's, you know, I got a, I got a one-on-one connection with Santa, man. I'm on the, I'm, I'm always on the good list. Just, just saying. So I reached always. out to him and asked it, well, like three weeks ago. And he goes, well, for, for home start, he would find the time in his yes. busy North Be- pole season. Because he is really busy this year. Last year wasn't so busy. Mm-hmm. He's up in LA quite a bit. Uh, being Santa at the low Santa Monica where D'Angelo has some Christmas activities happening. Uh, So so I really was not expecting him to be able to show up, which is why I haven't said anything. So Alex is the true, true champion. She's the Santa whisperer. The Santa whisperer. Clearly. Santa, Matt, I'll take that. Stop Santa. So thank you, Alex, for ensuring he made it. Yes. He was great. As Laura, Laura, Laura. So I'm a little confused. I thought that the toy drive was going to be in the same place it was last year. And it was yeah. a drive. So you did a drive by or were they able to get out of their cars because of sort of the relax? Well, we, we spent some time really discussing that. Um, so last year, it's the same location, which is the Malcolm X Library. But last year we did a drive through oh, event. Right. Yes. So we had yes. everything set up outdoors just to be you know extra cautious with COVID. And so um, we talked it through and we felt like the experience was a little better indoors because uh, there's a little, there's more interaction that happens. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was really great about wearing masks and you know, being aware of that. Mm-hmm. And so we had an incredible group of volunteers. It was all set up beautifully and perfectly. We also had, you know, according to ages of children, and then we had the wrapping station, we had Santa up on the stage. We had a snack and beverage area. It was just nothing. I can't find the right words. It was perfectly executed. Beautiful. Our, our friends at the Malcolm X Library participated. They had a table available. And it felt like what the holidays are all about, which is mm-hmm. we embrace our children and their family members who maybe had a really tough year. We know a lot of people have. So um, it's not one of my favorite days of the year. and. Got to connect with a few of the little kids and warms my heart always. Mm-hmm. So. I have to say, I'm really sorry. I couldn't, I love being there. And I know Illy loved my daughter, Ileana loves being there. And so it's just been such a crazy time. We couldn't make it this year, but I miss it. It's, yeah. it's one of my favorite activities. Yeah. I have to say, this is one of the years that we didn't make it either. We try to make it every year too, because it's, it feels so good to be there. Well, we, so- we had some, a brand new board member. He was there. He was just elected. And so he of was a Of course, Steve was there. I know exactly who you're talking about. He's a and fabulous then, And then member. another newer board member, Matt, he was yes, there. Yes, great. So, there, so if you check my Facebook, there's a picture of me with our two, two of our newest board members, Steve and Matt, and the senator. And I look like a midget. In of course, because they're um, big guys. One is tall and tall thin. Those tall, yeah, they're yeah. both tall. And you can see, and they're like, oh, is that little child in the middle? Oh, wait, that's Laura. That's okay. Laura the elf. Um, but <laughs> the energy was really upbeat. Everybody was excited. 
a lot of returning volunteers and it couldn't have gone, gone any better. We have, we have a few leftover toys, which we're going to disperse to our programs to have those as incentives and just things to give to our families throughout the year. Great. I know Betsy McHenry showed up. She was uh, hoping to see me and I, unfortunately we weren't able to be there as you know, but she was looking forward to going and, and volunteering as well. She was amazing. I have a picture of her on Facebook too. She was the person that was, um, cause we received about six or seven bicycles. And so, and then tons of toys. So we usually do a drawing. So every oh, family that comes in can pick a ticket to try and win the bicycles. And so she was in charge of that. And then we had to run back for some meetings. So I said, well, if the, any media comes, will you please talk to them? You and our volunteer coordinator, we're authorizing you to. And she's like, what? And they're a little, little nervous. They're like, you have this, just speak from your heart. And we know you both have a heart for what we're doing. So she was there all day. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I'm so glad to hear that. So what about this wrapping station? I don't remember there was yeah, a wrapping station. That. Is this new? You know, I think at the beginning when we didn't do it, I feel like we added it three years ago and as a way to just support the families and get that handle. And we give people a choice. Uh, would you like us to wrap the items for you? Or if not, we can give you a roll of wrapping paper if you prefer to do it yourself. And so a lot of people said yes. And there was Senator Tony Atkins wrapping presents oh, at, the, wow. at the end. And, and then some people said, no, you know, one young gal who's been in our housing program, she goes, you know, I'd like to show my mom the gifts we have for my children. So I'll, you know, I'm going to take right. them out later. Mm -hmm. And we just gave people that, that choice. And we had a, a, a nice new addition was a table with stocking stuffers. So there are a bunch of smaller items. Nice. We, we added that in and yeah, I think it was just a beautiful day and check my Facebook posts. You know, I, I, I just For have sure. to tell you, I know you've been doing this a long time and you've dedicated your life to serving the community and helping children and homelessness and watching you talk about it and the way you light up mm -hmm. more people need to have hearts like yours. And it's just, it's beautiful mm -hmm. to see it. It warms my heart. It gives me hope that there's so much good in the world and you are a leading shining example of all that is good. Thank you. You're so sweet to say that. I just had a couple of mentors early on. who said, follow your passion. And, um, that's what I've done. I feel very blessed that I get to do this kind of work. And I met with one of our board members this morning, Tony, and she's like, oh my gosh, you have so much passion. I said, I still have a lot of gas in my tank, Tony, and we're going to make some great things happen together. Mm -hmm. and, and I think there's people like her and obviously the two of you who really understand how, you know, helping children and families is such an important part for everyone. You don't have to be a parent. Um, they're our future. And and I get that blessed opportunity to be a part of it and to continue to do that. So I get excited when I see us making differences like that. And when we get to have that connection with people who, you know, there's a one mom, you'll, you'll see, there's a photo on the Facebook. She was sharing her story. She, uh, this little cute little tiny child, and they were homeless on the streets and she came to us and we, uh, got them housed and we helped her with getting employment 
And so she was very, very eloquently sharing that, you know, she was beyond hope. And then she heard about Homestart and now she's housed and her little child looked very happy and healthy. And so it's been a really rough 21 months for all of us. You know, we've all had loss and grief since COVID and it changed the world for everyone. And then, you know, for some families, it really was devastating. Uh, in the service industry and, you know, good people, good, good, hardworking people whose jobs just ended. So I've been so uh, fortunate. I sat at this little table I'm sitting at right now and I signed a lot of checks. We gave out $2.9 million of COVID relief funding to families impacted. So paying their rent, paying their utility bills, giving them some food and gas cards as well. So I think we're, we're all blessed to be a part of getting to do this kind of work every day. So it's a 50th anniversary for Homestart too. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're leading into that. What are, what are some of your thoughts as we lead into 50 years serving the San Diego community, families and children here? What, what is your thought as we end? Well, wow. You know, my thoughts are what a legacy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what we've been able to accomplish in this amount of time, Homestart began as a, as a very small little demonstration project, 16 in the country, with this idea of what if we went into the homes and did home visiting with families that have some risk factor for child abuse or neglect. It was a five-year demonstration project. I have the book. It's, it looks like really old school, like on one of these kind of typewriters that <laughs> summarizes all the 16. So I, I have those here. And um, of course, end of five years, Yes, children do even better if you go in the homes and educate the parents, you teach them parenting skills and about child development. And I always say, I feel like it's the most important job we've ever had with the least amount of training. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we've, we've impacted hundreds and thousands of lives over our time. And, and it's quite an important legacy. And so I wonder, you know, what, what the next 50 years will look like. And how far we've come. Uh, It's a topic that people didn't talk about before, Mm -hmm. right? Anything that happened in the home, you weren't supposed to talk about it. So child abuse and domestic violence and uh, those kinds of things were kept private. And so it's so much more important now that it's not private and that we educate and that we support children and families and that we talk about things like mental illness, depression, anxiety, things that we all as humans, you know, have and uh, that we, we put the words to it and then we, we bring solutions. So Homestart's got evidence-based services and I think we're just going to continue to evolve and meet the needs of the community as, as we see fit. I have a, a long list. Um, we, we do our all staff. We try to gather everybody together uh, three or four times a year and so we brought the innovation question. So the board is working on our strategic plan and, and one of them is around innovation. So we have some really interesting ideas that staff have come up with because they're on the ground, you know, interacting with clients and families and children all the time. So we always ask, what do you think? What else would be innovative um, for us to talk about? So it's on our, our agenda for our management team meeting and what else could Homestart do? I mean, our housing program was just an idea, right? Mm-hmm. 12 years ago, Homestart didn't have any housing. And then I sort of saw this one area that no one else is truly addressing in a complete way, which is 
transition age young mothers, 18 to 24. So we were able to start a housing program, very tiny, and now it's it's grown quite a bit and we continue to help more and more families in need. Mm-hmm. That's just incredible. Wow. You know, I'm, I've meant to ask you this last time we met. I wonder what has happened to the other 15 home start projects around the country and if they're still in existence. Do you know you're smiling at me? So you no, know, that that question comes up a lot. And uh-huh. you know, I think, ah, we've got some social work intern interviews tomorrow. So I think that's a great project for an intern who can really dive in and dig in. Yes. I, I'm aware of a couple other agencies named Homestart. I don't know because we're so busy running our own home start. I don't know if they were part of the original um, 16 from 49 and a half years ago, uh, but that's a great thing for a, a smart yes. graduate student to do some research for us. There is a home start in the Boston area. I don't know if they were one of those or not. There's a home start in um, England. I know they were not one of those, but when you Google home start, those two will also come up, but I think it's a great thing to investigate. Yes. Especially now that we need to talk to each other. Right. Did you make it to 50? We did. Hello. Yeah. And these were, this was a Head Start program, correct? Uh, It was, was, yeah, it was a Head Start demonstration project, a a five-year demonstration project. A lot of people, when they hear home start, they immediately think Head Start. Right. There is a connection. Yes. But we're home start and we do it in the yeah. home. Exactly. Yes. And people mistakenly call us Head Start very often. And because it's it's a, such a well-known name. Yeah. But I know your goal and mine is to get the home start name more and more known. And we've had a great week for media, right? So far we mm-hmm. had the three TV stations down here out front when the trolley from one Paseo dropped off a bunch of toys and then the UT sent a photographer. So we're on the, we're on the cover of the local section in the UT two days ago. So yeah, so it's been a good week. And, and then Tony, our board member, she goes, Oh, I saw you on the news the other day. That was really great. So I think, you know, we're working on letting people know who we are and we'll keep at that. Can't wait for that big old. Yes. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I'm just curious. I'm not sure I know this. What first drew you? How did you find out about Homestart and what drew you there? Well, you're talking to her. Uh, I served. On, <laughs> there you go. I served on uh, Laura's board when she was the executive director of the YMCA Youth and Family Services, another social services agency. And when she left there about 15 years ago, I left soon after she did, and when she landed at Homestart, I came to Homestart soon after she did because of her leadership, quite honestly, and her integrity, and her ethics, and her brilliance, and the way she brings consensus uh, from disparity and gets people on board. Uh, you know, it's it's about the service of the to the organization but it's also about service to the ceo and the work that she does because she's pivotal Mm -hmm. she's the one that makes it all happen and she does a terrific job too Uh, we're we're so so blessed and i'm not just saying that because she's staring (laughs) 
me from her Zoom window. I'm saying it because <laughs> I absolutely mean it. And the fact that I left one organization, a very high profile organization, to go to Home Start was for that reason alone, quite honestly. And to be honest, I, I have experience with abuse that I didn't even realize at the time, not personally, but family. And now I've been involved for so long, it, it all just came together in my head. And I realized, oh, my God, I do have, I do have this experience myself. And I can see how horrible, egregious, life-destroying it is. I have proof. And, uh, you know, it's not the kind of thing that kids grow out of. Mm -mm. It's not the kind of thing you forget easily. You need years and years and years of therapy. And even then, I had a cousin who died at 65 and was abused his entire childhood. And his life was always bigger and better in his head than it actually was because he tried so hard not to be who he was so he created this great fantasy world and he was always about fantasy and it you know it's 65 when somebody's all about fantasy you want to say okay get real right it didn't work for him because he couldn't he didn't have a life of his own he had to make mm -hmm. one up to be happy yeah. wow so that's what we're trying to avoid here mm -hmm. you know that's what we want to avoid. And I wanted to ask Laura so that we, we bridge the gap for the audience. Why are, do we focus so much on the family and on ensuring there's employment in the family and money's coming in and they're getting their taxes done and they, they have a place to live? Why is all this so important to the, to the child's welfare? Well, I, I think, you know, children aren't able to select you know, their parents or the circumstances of the family. They are truly innocent. Tony and I were talking about one of our former peer counselors and, you know, all the trauma that she experienced as a child and, and had to overcome. So, you know, we want to be holistic, right? What makes you happy is all those things that everybody needs. We need uh, some sort of a career that feels good. We need an income that's a living wage so that we can have a safe home and good food to feed our children. We need some extracurricular types of activities that help us feel part of a community. We need to feel that we matter, no matter our race, gender, ethnicity, sexual orientation. We need to feel like a whole person. And so how do we as an organization wrap all those resources so that people feel valued and that we provide everything they need, everything that you, each one of us here wants, Everybody needs that. And so you, we're maybe able to afford to pay the fellow that does our taxes for us. So for someone who can't, and it's much more important, they put food on the table. We have free tax preparation and we have a great amount of staff and volunteers that do that for free. Uh, they don't have to listen to those commercials that say, come get your taxes, you know, the for-profit ones that say, get your taxes done for free. And once they're in the door, they're like, oh, this part's free, but we're going to charge you for that. Everything's free. And we have staff that not only do taxes, but we do financial literacy. So, right, credit, credit reports. I didn't know what all that was. And so I didn't pay that much attention to it when I was younger. And, oh, that impacted my credit score. I didn't know. I didn't understand how that all worked. So education, that's one of the areas that we actually 
educate people on. And here's how you can improve your credit, repair your credit, because it impacts so many things in terms of rates you're paying and loans and all of that. So car payments. So that's just one important piece, as well as, you know, parenting, education, employment, housing. It's all part of a holistic, happy life each one of us deserves. Wow. It's so all encompassing. I don't think I realized how all encompassing it was. I'm, I continue to learn about all the amazing things that Homestart does. And I, I wonder if I'll ever truly know everything you do because it just seems to keep growing and expanding. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. Continue these conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Invite me every year. I'll come, we'll come and chat. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, please. Absolutely. Uh, I would, I would, I would venture to say that there are new board members who don't have it all yet together either. So don't worry. There's okay. so much there. To so we have seven different areas, and we have like forty-six different contracts. It's complicated, so mm-hmm. it, it, it takes a while to get all get it all. But we have time, and I w- I welcome uh, another invitation in the future. Absolutely. Yes. And another party too. We're already planning for Ooh. next year. Oh, that was, that was your best party ever. I think oh it was, God. wasn't it? It was, it was fun. It was a good party. Everybody was. was so positive. And I was talking to Greg, another new board member. He's like, that's why I go. Cause we get to talk to really nice people. The energy was just so positive. This is why we're here because we want to help. It was a great party. Thank you. I, I have to say that's what I, what I've heard in my neighborhood as well, because, you know, we do mm-hmm. invite the neighbors. It's, it's mm-hmm. a very eclectic crowd mm-hmm. and everyone is so upbeat. It's, there's not a Scrooge among us and it really does help. It really does. It really does. And the ice cream bars were an added treat, I must say. <laughs> well, you know, we owe that to Home Start because <laughs> uh, we found this place. I wish I could remember the name. Cabeto. Uh, Cabeto. Cabeto ice pops. Thank you. Mm-hmm. On Adams Avenue here in San Diego. And they were so good that we decided to have them at our party. And last night I got an email from Nicole Matthews who mm-hmm. asked me about them for an event that she's doing. So that's the way it should work. You know, somebody mm-hmm. comes and volunteers and, and donates to one of our events and it should turn into business for them. So it did. Yes. And they were so good. I didn't have one, by the way. I didn't even I get didn't one either because it was so You'd, cold. No. But I know I they were so. There's a couple board members that had several. I'll let you figure out who that was. Well, that was the <laughs> that was the goal. It was yes. it, that we bought so that people could have two, mm-hmm. but then just you know we had more people than we thought. So no no harm no foul. I'll get over there and and have another <laughs> one. I did have two at the Halloween event. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, I had two then. <laughs> So we have to get Alex one too. They're so good. For yeah. for those of you who are listening, it's it's an ice cream pop that they then customize to your taste with either uh, by putting marshmallow and chocolate over the top mm-hmm. like a s'mores or uh, doing other things. I went for the s'mores one. I don't even remember the other ones. Did you have something <laughs> else that was different? Well, you can dip it in milk chocolate or dark chocolate. And then you have your choice of ice cream flavors, and then they roll it in whatever you like, like Oreo cookies and graham crackers for me. So good stuff. Go get one. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's do a party in the summer. I love it. Have that. That's a good idea. So that, you know, yeah. All right. We're in. Okay. Summer party when it's hot. 
and mm, I want hot. ice cream. Yes, and I'm not freezing. <laughs> you know, well, we know you have to go. I think you have another call or another appointment. Uh, but do you have some last words for us before we let you? Oh gosh, you know, I'm just I'm so grateful for all the people that that step up and want to help and support what we do. I think you know, community based organization is only as successful as the community that's a part of it. So I'm grateful to you and to so many others that, you know, the generosity just feels so good. So thank you to each and every one who's ever been a part of Home Start. If you know anyone that was part of our agency many years ago, send them our way because we want to include them in our 50th anniversary celebration yes. and so much to be grateful for. And it's all about the children. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to join us. This- yeah crazy busy season uh trying to wrap it up yourself i'm sure so thank you thanks for thank you for having me oh yes thank you our pleasure thank you for your warmth i appreciate it absolutely have a great night you too happy Happy holidays happy holidays thank you happy holidays bye also a a fellow italian you know so that's why she's so good yes (laughs) we italians Laura Tancredi Basie from Homestart, CEO. Great. How she how she stays so positive doing the work she does. I mean, that's a it's a line of work where I think it would be easy to get burned out, easy to lose your heart. And she doesn't. She just stays so energized and positive and forward moving. It's truly a testament and, and it's a testament to her, but also an example and proof of why Homestart is so incredibly successful and is able to change so many lives for the better. Thank you for that. You know, and she's the leader of the organization, which, which is hard. It's hard to be the leader. It's hard to uh, have a clientele that is relying on you for their health and well-being and also uh, to have a staff that has their own needs and demands while they're helping everyone else and they they too get really worn from this work and so as the leader she's really doing double duty and Mm -hmm. uh, keeping everybody healthy mentally and spiritually that's a very good point i don't think i I hadn't thought of that. And that's a, that's a very, very good point that she is pulling double duty. Yeah. And she you know, does it with such love. I think it's a, it's a, it would be a, be a good time now to call out to all of the leaders in our land, because we, we are hard on these people and we don't always agree with the decisions that they make. We also don't always know all of the background for the decisions that they make. Uh, we, we, though we like to second guess people and uh, some of us like to feel that we, you know, we're being mistreated or we, we're not getting what we should get. Uh, and she deals with it all extremely professionally and with a sense of emotional intelligence that impresses me and makes me proud to serve as her president because that is the hardest part. 
I think yeah. when you, when you go out in the community and you're doing good work and you're, and you're, you're uh, interacting with the public, you get a sense of the work that you're doing because there's more, uh, there, there's more thankfulness there on the, on the, the other end, but in the workplace, it's a bit different. And so it's hard. And so a call out to all of the leaders out there who do it with a plum and, uh, you know, a sense of confidence and wherewithal that that is terrific. Mm -hmm. I agree. So that's, that's it for Christmas. No. <laughs> you you probably still have presents to unwrap. I think you probably save those till the end of the day. I'm guessing, or you, you wait, or you do like do you like to open your presents in private? No. Oh, you like to do them in, in front of everyone? Yeah, I want to. I want them to see the look on my face, and I want to see the look on their face. That's a that's got to be a together thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll I'll have to think about that. Um, yeah, to think about that. Yeah. Present thing. Yeah. I'm a t- I, you know I like my alone time, but I need my peeps. You do, especially around the holidays, and especially around the holidays since I don't get my parents anymore. So I yeah. need my family and. I'm blessed that I have such a wonderful community of friends that are my family. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and you deserve that tenfold because you give it back in spades, even more than spades, diamonds, clubs, <laughs> hearts, all of it. It's all there on the table. Well, I'd love to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas today and a happy new year that will be coming up we look forward to coming back in the new year 2022 with some new guests and some new stories and maybe even some new experiences uh and until then please share this podcast with your friends and please 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 if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, go right now hit five stars call it a day you'll be done we can be found wherever you find your podcasts. And if you'd like to speak with us, leave us a note or a comment, just go to bolada.com, look for the podcast tab, leave your comment there, and we will be sure to respond. Well, that's it for now. Let's say a hearty goodbye. 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 And by the way, very engaging. Darn it. Ho, 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 ho,